If you're looking for inspiration and challenge in the world of early years and Key Stage 1 education, then you've just found it. Welcome to the Early Excellence Podcast. Hello everybody, Andy here. Welcome along to episode 9 of the Early Excellence Podcast. How did we get there? Episode 9. Nearly on double figures already. Who'd have thought it? Um, I hope you're well. We're, um, where are we in the year now? We're, at, we're after half term. After half term in the autumn term. Um, I hope you had a good break. I hope you had a good rest over half term. A well-deserved break and a well-deserved rest and enjoyed whatever you got up to. Um, now we're into what the first you'll be into the first week back when this goes out you'll be into the first week back after half term um that second half of the autumn term is always a busy old one isn't it it's, it can be a bit of a killer as you get particularly as you get nearer to christmas um always busy always goes really really quickly um yeah have really do have a good half term enjoy it um it's always one of those magical half terms um this week's podcast episode what have we got for you well we've got episode three of our new to teaching in the eyfs series um there's lots here lots here to get your teeth into and to think about and discuss we talk about the role of the adult we talk about the introduction of materials and resources that careful modeling and scaffolding of how we use resources and the language and vocabulary we use around them we also talk about the balance of teaching, that idea of, of, of course, teaching isn't just what happens on the carpet. It's not just what happens at the group table, but it happens, of course, right the way across your provision as well. And we talk about getting that balance just right. OK, so if you're new to the EYFS, then this is episode three of our series of podcasts. Um, if you're not new to the EYFS, join us anyway, because there's lots here I think that, that people, even people who've been teaching for a while, I think will find useful. Okay, so here you go. Episode three of New to Teaching in the EYFS. Hope you enjoy it. In episode three of our new to teaching in the EYFS series, we're going to focus on the role of the adult in the EYFS. As part of this, we'll be exploring the balancing act that is teaching in the early years, from whole class teaching and small group work to facilitating and scaffolding a wide range of learning experiences. The term teaching in the EYFS covers a broad range of possibilities. Knowing and understanding this balance of approaches is a crucial factor in teaching effectively. Whole class teaching, small group work, exploration alongside children in areas of provision, modelling and interacting effectively are all tools that the EYFS teacher will need to use wisely and appropriately. As an early years teacher, knowing the different teaching tools or strategies available to us and knowing when to use them is crucial. Direct teaching and continuous provision in an enabling environment can often complement one another. And it's important to think about how they do. So, for example, a small world and blocks area can be the perfect space to explore ideas around story and story settings and character. 
particularly actually if we've made that link between the direct teaching, the group work and what happens within that space as well. That for me is a meaningful example of how we can use our provision to really effectively complement the direct teaching and link the direct teaching to those meaningful experiences. At other times, however, combining teaching strategies like this really can fall flat. And we've got to be really careful. Introducing letter sounds through whole class teaching or small group work is the most effective way for this concept to be taught. Following this up, however, with letters written in in marker pen on ping pong balls and placed in the water tray. Well, that just doesn't usually add to the learning experience. It's really not meaningful. It doesn't tend to lead to more effective learning of of those those phonic strategies. So let's explore the balance. We'll need to start by considering how you use your adult time. Let's think about prioritising time. Well, when we think about the role of the teacher within the EYFS, now is the perfect time to to really reflect on it, I think. You know, we're, we're past the first half term within the autumn term. And it's important to think about the, how we're using our time. So it's important to think carefully about how, how you do or how you have used your time and where within the, the learning environment you happen to be at different points within the day. We would always say that it's important as a teacher, as an early years teacher, to to be really used to spending quality time alongside children within your areas of provision. Building strong relationships, watching carefully how the children explore and make sense of the world around them. All of this, of course, is really useful information in an ongoing way. So it's really useful information at the start of the year for baseline assessment and on-entry assessment information. But it's also, of course, really useful information in an ongoing way as part of your ongoing assessments, your ongoing observational assessments of your children. So building up that picture of what each child knows and what they can do built on built on being alongside them, observing them, engaging with them, interacting with them within a range of different contexts in provision and perhaps at the group table and perhaps at the carpet uh, carpet time as well, but definitely also within those play-based opportunities. It's important to make sure that we set out our expectations for how children are to behave and how they manage each provision area and each resource. So you might want to think about this when you think back over that first half term. Do you feel that you've invested enough time in modelling and supporting the children to use the environment effectively? Do you feel that you've given enough time to talking to the children about each area of provision and to also make sure that you've introduced the resources carefully? So early on in the year, did you refer to each resource by name and did you explore the different possibilities when using it? We tend to find that time well spent early on in the school year Introducing resources and materials, um, exploring what the possibilities are of those materials and resources, that tends to pay dividends later on. So when the children explore in more depth with growing independence, when they start to connect ideas, um, when they become more accomplished in those different provision areas, 
actually a lot of that is about that secure and important starting point of introducing the materials and really getting off to a good start. So if you didn't do that within the first half term, for whatever reason, as a new person, a new teacher, a new practitioner within the EYFS, um, well, that, don't worry, not, you, know, you haven't lost everything at this point. Um, it's still quite early on in the year. Now is definitely the time still to do it. Spend time alongside your children, making sure what the possibility that they know what the possibilities of those resources are. Okay. What else? Um, well, it's also important to take some time to stand back and watch to observe. So you might want to think again about whether you did whether you've done this enough so far um, within this first term. So. Take some time to stand back and watch the learning that takes place within your indoor and your outdoor environments. Watch carefully as children begin to develop a range of skills and concepts. A sound knowledge of your children's learning behaviours and their predictable interests and fascinations will all help you to build a clear picture of each child and also prompt you to consider how the learning environment can be developed further. Okay, what else? Well, we need to consider your directed inputs as well, don't we? Considering which skills and concepts need to be taught across the year is really important. So thinking about actually what, how are we going to teach in what way, which, which of our skills are we going to use for each element that we're wanting to teach? There'll be some elements, for example, such as phonic knowledge and number recognition or counting that are most effective when taught directly. When teaching in a whole class context or in small groups, try to be clear and succinct, building on skills and concepts across a week or longer period of time. This small steps approach to teaching key skills will enable the direct teaching to be effectively taught in short bursts, with clear progress being made over time. Reception or nursery children will find it difficult to listen and stay engaged in carpet or group times of more than about 10 minutes or so. Short, well-organised, direct teaching sessions where learning is embedded over time and new ideas are introduced will be far more effective. What else do we need to consider? Well, it's important to consider our weekly timetable and to think carefully about the routines that we're going to build in across the year also. So, for example, in terms of our timetabling, you might want to consider that on a regular basis, there are certain routines to keep coming back to. So designing and playing simple board games with your children each week. That might be something that you keep coming back to in order to build on key skills of mathematic of a range of mathematical concepts. So exploration of number order, exploration of uh, number recognition, of counting, for example. So playing simple board games together or making simple board games and playing them together. Is that something you can keep coming back to on a regular basis? There are other things as well, day, kind of weekly or, or kind of regular routines to keep coming back to. Making Play-Doh, for example, with the children or with a group of children following a recipe. That's another good one. Baking on a regular basis. 
Those are all great activities, rich activities with all sorts of possibilities. As are gardening, okay, growing, growing vegetables, growing plants within the spring and the summer, of course. And also things like um, observational drawing. Observational drawing provides, that provides loads of possibilities. Possibilities to explore a range of concepts, language, vocabulary and a range of skills as well. Okay, so you might want to consider at this point, do you feel that you've got regular routines that you come back to in that way? Finally, working in the UIFS can be complex and challenging, but it also provides you with an incredibly rewarding opportunity to shape the lives of young learners. As the teacher within the UIFS classroom, you'll need to watch and reflect all the time on the picture of learning which is developing around you. Try to take time to talk to other members of your team and your EYFS leader about what currently works and what elements of the practice needs to be developed further. Okay, I hope you found the, the three different, different episodes useful. I hope it's, they've given you lots to think about. Um, it's always a lot to take in, I think, when you're new to the role of an EYFS teacher or practitioner. There's such a lot to get used to, isn't there? I, and we completely understand that. Um, do get in touch if there is anything that you want to know more about, if you are stuck with any particular concept that we've shared as part of the, um, the different sessions, then do get in touch. It would be great to hear from you. Or if you've put in place some of the things that we've talked about as part of this series, then it would be great to hear from you. Um, you can get in touch with me directly at, uh, I'm on Twitter, so you can get in touch with me on there at Andy Burt EEX. Or if you want to drop us an email, um, my email address is just andy at earlyexcellence.com. It would be great to hear from you. So there you go. I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you found it interesting and I hope also it leads to important conversations and discussions with your across your early years team really um it's important to consider that as somebody who is new to the eyfs that a lot of this takes time to really embed we can't rush it don't feel under pressure that you've got to get absolutely everything right within the first few months of teaching within a new early years classroom or being new to the early years yourself because actually that's really, it, it is re, it's a, often a different approach. It's also v, quite a difficult thing to really get all of these key elements of practice in place. So, so do feel, do try not to put yourself under too much pressure if you can, in terms of getting all of this right straight away. Um, we, we learn as we go on, don't we, as a teacher? We learn from the mistakes that we make. We learn from what's gone right, but also not, also what, to some extent, even more so from what's not gone quite right as well. And we develop our practice. So hopefully our, our series of three uh, podcast episodes have helped you along the way, really, in getting, getting to know really what are the key principles of effective practice within the EYFS. 
Um, as I mentioned earlier on, if you want to get in touch, then please do. It would be great to hear from you. Or if you just want to let us know, let us know how things are going. That would be great. Um, the other key thing just to let you know here, just before I leave you, is there are lots of um, lots of free resources on the Early Excellence website. If you go to our ideas and inspiration section, you will find that there are continuous provision guides, there are audits, there are uh, audits of uh, materials and resources. Uh, also, the, the podcasts that I've been sharing with you, they're available. We've, we've written them as blogs as well. So they're available for you to print out and share with your team. Did you know that we've recently published our Early Excellence Guide to Continuous Provision? It's a fully illustrated guide with lots of planning documents and practical guidance. It includes a three-part illustrated overview of what, why and how when it comes to continuous provision. It also includes a useful set of discussion points to support you and your team as you review your provision. It has within it a full set of continuous provision plans and guidance on how to use the plans with your team. If you want to find out more, go to our website, www.earlyexcellence.com. Go to the ideas and inspiration section and there you'll find information about our published provision guides. You can also follow the link in our podcast description, which will take you straight there. Mm-hmm.